Hello and welcome to another InventRight TV show. We got a really special one for you here. We have um, a former student of ours, Talia Afoa, and she's not only a former student of ours, she is also one of our customer service managers. She's absolutely amazing. She just licensed a product. It's on the market. It's going to be a big hit. I happen to have talked to the president of this company just last week, and I he's really excited about this product, Talia. He's he really likes it. He's like really high hopes for your product, so don't disappoint him. I <laughs> will. <laughs> so um, so the product you came up with is a very unique baking mat. And this baking mat is a little bit different. Um, you know, one of the things when I was talking to him, he said, he said, it's, it, it validates something that I see all the time is there was a ton of baking mats on the market, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, how many times this is what he said, this is what I was saying, you correct me if I'm wrong here on anything. Um, how many times can you say it doesn't stick? Right? How many different ways can you say it doesn't stick? So they didn't, a lot of them didn't really have a unique point of difference, but yours buttons up on the corners. We'll throw up a picture right here. And so if you're like making like fish and many different applications, it's not going to be dripping the juices right off of the baking mat, right? And all exactly. you do is add these buttons, four buttons yeah. on every corner. And so... Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of mats on the market. And I think Brendan mentioned that in one of our webinars before is that he did the research and saw that it, there's a lot of sales for baking mats. It's something that people are searching out, ordering. There are different versions, so you can get them in different sizes. You can get them with markings on them. You can get them with measurements on them to help you with certain recipes. But there was an opportunity to create a mat that prevented your foods from leaking onto your bakeware. You know, I'm sure you have baking pans or baking dishes that when you bought them, they looked like aluminum. They looked silver. Yeah. <laughs> now they don't, probably. <laughs> well, probably. I have ulterior motives because my wife does all the cooking. I do all the cleaning in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I have to confess, I probably only do 75% of it now. I used to do like 98%. So I need to get back on that boat. Don't let my, I hope my wife doesn't watch this video. But anyway, <laughs> so when I, when I would put down like tin foil or something, if I was doing that part, Man, I don't want anything going on a baking mat. I don't want it to clean it up because I'm lazy. And so your Honestly, mat, you can button yeah. up on the corners and I don't have to worry about cleaning the baking mat that's underneath it. This product is not really coming from me as a chef or a cook. I'm not a huge cook, but I would say it came more from being being lazy and not wanting to scrub pans, just from just not enjoying dishes either. <laughs> so, oh, so you have the same uh, ulterior motives that I do, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's... He was just so excited about how he was able to get it up and running so quickly because it didn't have any like major manufacturing issues. That's the beautiful thing about this product. Not every product everybody's going to come up with is going to be this simple, but did he mention that to you too? Yeah, so altogether, I heard that it hit a lot of key points for him in bringing it on. And I'm sure the same is true for other companies that are looking to license products. So many things to consider that maybe the inventor doesn't consider. Uh, one of the things he mentioned was size. When they go to mail it, how big is it? Does it fit in certain size packaging, which lowers the cost for them if it's a certain size? 
And then the weight, of course, that would lower the cost. The materials needed, they didn't have to do any tooling. They didn't have to create any new machinery. It didn't take a lot of manpower to create, so it's just a small change, which saved them money and it, it makes it desirable. Um, knowing that a lot of people want to buy it and and there is a proven market for that specific product mm -hmm. helps too. If there's a point of difference that no one else really is has or is is using or putting on to baking mats, then that's that's really good too. So yeah, you mentioned quite a few things that that really made the product desirable to bring on for their product line. Yeah, the market was big, and really your point of difference is more impressive than just some measurements or lines on it or whatever. It really well, has a clear benefit. Or, but you can use it as a regular baking mat, perfectly flat, or you can button up the edges and you can keep any liquids from leaking out. Yeah, and you know what's so beautiful about that is that when I started, I, my design was a little different and we worked together in, in creating that solution. So they were able to talk to their manufacturer and then they came back with, well, here's another option we can go with that's going to that's gonna be more cost effective that we can actually manufacture and that can be used both ways. So I thought that was really great too. It, at Grand Fusion, I can't say enough about is that they really do work with inventors and, and you know, find solutions with you. They'll develop with you. Yeah. And, and now you had part of the story that people don't know about is you had kind of some interest from a, a really big company, but they just were dragging their feet and they just for quite a long time. Yeah, yeah. I had been reaching out to companies with this product for almost two years, but here and there. Um, and, and definitely want to talk to you about consistency as well after this. But but I had sent the initial sell sheet to that larger company, and they that had been a year before the company I licensed to, I sent that to them. Um, and so we went back and forth and they continued to ask for more things. You know, they wanted CADs. They wanted to see that they just had a, a bunch of things that I had to work on. a baking on. sheet with four buttons on it. Huh? <laughs> I need CAD drawings on that. Really? Yes, but you know, well, part, really part of you must be going, really? Really? You I, really need that? I made, it, I made it though. You know, it was pretty easy to do. So I was like, okay, sure. I could do that. No problem. But I think that them asking for each of those things did help because it gave me more ammo. I hadn't created a video yet. That was something they wanted to see. I hadn't created a prototype yet, type yet. That's something they wanted to see. So being able to create all those things and get them over to them, I think ended up helping me when I continued to reach out to other companies. So, mm -hmm. so it didn't hurt. It only helped. And I think that that's a really cool thing about product development is that as you're reaching out to companies and they start asking for things from you, you know, once you have interest, that's when you actually should put in a little bit of time to, to, to make that happen. Then those are all things that you can use to to promote your case whenever you're reaching out to other companies. So yeah. it worked out. Now, Steve and I were, were, were bragging about you, talking you up on our co-founder call. I think it was on Thursday with our students. These calls, guys, once a month, Steve and I get on with our students and, and talk about various things. And, man, we were talking you up. And one of the things we were talking about is your work ethic. And... Because I, I see it with you with the work you do at InventRight, and I'm assuming you're doing the same sort of thing and have a work ethic and are consistently working on your products, your own products on your own. So can you talk about that? Can you talk about the idea versus the execution? Yeah, so I, I went through the program as a student in 2016, and 
when I was going through that, it was awesome. I had my coach keeping me accountable every week. I was meeting with them, getting steps done. But then I found that after I graduated, when I didn't have someone that expected to meet me to have progress each week, I kind of wasn't very consistent. I think consistency is something that I've always struggled with. And I think probably other inventors and just people do too, because adulting is hard and there's tons of things to juggle all the time. Adulting. I like that. Dishes, Being I an mean, adult. <laughs> so yeah. So, um, consistency, I, I still kind of struggle with that, but I think that what all changed for me was when I created a schedule, an inventing schedule, every day for an hour, wake up one hour earlier and do it. I think the hardest thing about for me inventing is just starting those first two minutes of it when you're getting into the zone of it, maybe five minutes. But once you've started, I feel like I get into flow and then the time goes away and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been two hours. Whoops, I only said one. So, so I think that once I started becoming consistent with working on my project, especially with the baking mat, things started happening super quick. And that's, and then all of a sudden, I think within the first month or two of consistently working on it, that's when I had two companies interested. It was when I started really putting in the time following up with companies when you don't hear from them, that's hard. I feel like you know, you don't hear back and it's like a rejection and then you might follow up two or three more times, still nothing. So that kind of is a bit discouraging. But once I started saying, hey, today you're going to get one no. Every day was a goal to get one no. I would write a no in big Sharpie on an index card, the name of the company on the back, and then I would tape it to my wall. And I would say, I'm going to cover this wall. <laughs> now, some people might not understand what you're saying. Like, well, Talia, I want a yes, but if you get a no, that means you reached out and hey, if they give you a yes and you reached out to 20, 30 companies and you get a, a, a maybe, you never get a yes, right? You, oh, well, I'm kind of interested. With just a few, that's all you need. When I first started out, I, I had the wrong goals. My goal was mm. I'm going to license a product in one year. I'm going to license two products in one year. I, I had the goals like that, but that's not really... That's like saying I'm going to climb Mount Everest, but I haven't even made it up the hill in my backyard. So it's kind of not a good goal to set. So then I started setting the goals of I will finish my PPA today. And I found that even still was hard. So the goal for me was, well, when am I going to actually get in the game? When am I going to start talking to companies? When am I going to hear some feedback? So my goal became get a no this week. And that meant I had to hurry up and finish my PPA. That had to, you know, finish the right. session. Um, so I, the thing that works for me the most is how many no's can you get? And that would be the thing I would brag to about to friends or family when they say, how's your inventing going? I say, well, I'll tell you what company told me no today. <laughs> and you, <laughs> and you then, wear oh, that like a badge of honor. Oh yeah, totally. It means you're working that on means it. I got in and a company told me this company, it could be big, small, medium. Some companies my family and friends have heard about and they'll be like, what? You got your invention into who? And they they told you no, but still, it's kind of an accomplishment, I'd say. So what I hear you doing is, is two things. Is one, you set an actual schedule. So there's a, would you say there's a very big difference with, you know, daydreaming for 10 minutes or 20 minutes about your idea every day or every couple days or whatever, and actually setting up an hour to actually work? There's a pretty big difference there to actually work on your inventions. 
it's a whole world of difference. And I will say I'm guilty of that too. I do spend a lot of time daydreaming and thinking and not actually doing, but at least committing that one hour Monday through Friday. And I oftentimes find when I start, I do get into kind of like a flow and I want to keep going. I don't want to stop working on it. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, absolutely a world of difference. And I honestly, I, I feel so much respect and like happiness and excitement for the people who, you know, join InventRight or who are seeking information and actually trying. It's a, it's a huge difference to talk to people and say, I have this idea, I have that idea, but, but actually doing something about it is, is a huge, huge accomplishment, I think. Yeah. Well, I like how you tweak your goal too. Like your goal is like, well, I got to license one product a year. That wasn't working for you. And then you said, well, I have to finish my PT or I have to do this or that. But that didn't work for you either. And then you said, well, I, I need to get one no every day I work on my product. And then and in order to get to be able to somebody to tell me no, I need it means I need to reach out. So therefore, I just need to get my PTA done, my sell sheet, so I can reach out so I can get to that point where I get a no. And that was like your litmus test. That means I'm doing stuff. I was going to mm-hmm. use the S word. Yeah, that means I'm doing I- stuff. For sure. And it was the only thing I felt that I could, a way to measure progress that one motivated me, but that number two meant I was actually in the game getting something right. done. So, so that's the one that worked for me. And and also too, just, I loved being able to write no on a post-it and put it on my wall. <laughs> like that part's so fun to me just have a wall covered in no's and actually be able to look at it as a real thing in front so of me. So what, what's next? You got this really cool product, your licensee just he just loves it we'll have to see how it does i think it's going to do very well mostly because there's a lot of products selling in that area and you have a clearer point of difference you can use it as a regular baking mac or you button it up so that the liquid doesn't leak out lazy um clean up <laughs> kitchen people like myself um are going to love that um and and i think when you have a president of a company like grand fusion and and his gut, and he's been in that business forever, is like, this is going to be big. He's probably going to be right. That's my guess. Yeah, I think I think another thing about it that I especially love is that when I set out to create it, I didn't realize that it would be such a green product. I think that a lot of I think that a lot of what makes it a great product and why I'm really happy about it is that it eliminates a lot of the need for foil and a lot of the need for mm-hmm. wax paper, which are products that are purchased over and over continuously for the rest of your life. Environmental impact. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, one thing about it too, is, you know, with foil, you go to take the spatula and scoop off whatever food off of foil and it rips up and it's all in your food. It's functional. It's a highly functional product that also is reusable and green and and I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's <laughs> a really mine all cool, the time. cool product. I'm excited. I'm going to get it up on the wall here. I don't, it's kind of big, so I don't know if to roll it up or what I'm going to do, but I'm going to get one and put it up there. You get um, a clip strip. We'll get you some clip strips clip strip. in between your shows. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Talia, thank you so much for being so kind. Everybody that says that you call uh, for customer service stuff, you're super kind. Everybody says that. You have a great work ethic. You do a lot of social media for us, too. You're doing a great job with that. And I'm just glad that we give you enough time to work on your products still and that you're setting that time. I know we keep you pretty busy. So, <laughs> yeah, um, well, thank you, too. I Honestly, 
I can't thank you and Steven and InventRight enough because I, I really feel that what we're doing here is improving and changing the world and people's lives. And um, it's just an honor to be a part of it for sure. Yeah, and I'm so glad you, you licensed the product there. That's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. So, all right. I want everybody to take care, keep inventing, and we'll catch you the next time. See you guys. Bye. There's a great idea in each of us. But it's truly magical to see it come to life. Sharing your creativity with the world has never been easier. We can help. 